The amazing poet, social activist, novelist, playwright, and columnist, Langston Hughes once said, an artist must be free to choose what he does. Certainly. But he must also never be afraid to do what he might choose. Welcome back to the Pause with Tim Black show. Pause with Tim Black is a podcast, a video podcast. You can find a video version on YouTube. This is, this is of course, the audio version. And in this edition of Pause, the Ahmaud Arbery verdict. And now you probably already know what happened. But let me caution you. There's some things we got to keep in mind even though we're celebrating. We're going to talk about the verdict, of course. I'm also going to talk about the case of Andrew Coffey. Fourth. It's a story or a case where a lot of people have been talking about it online, especially in conservative circles. You need to hear this. There is some debunking to do. Some badonkin' bunkin'. All right? All right, guys. Find me at Real Tim Black on Facebook and Twitter, Tim Black at Night on Instagram. With no further ado, cut the check. All right, so we got a show lined up today, but I want you to know that you are now watching the blackest podcast in America, bar none. That's right, guys. We don't just get black. We get extra black, double black, blickety, 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 black. If I did this show at night, you wouldn't be able to see me. That's how black we get. The words I say are going to black out your house. You better have candles ready. We so black. Wesley Snipes, Bill Duke, and Lapita and Lapita, right, would be like, Damn, this show is black, Johnson. It's much needed. It is very much needed because what we have is a confluence of mofos doing their best to kiss butt to white media in order to get jobs. My only job is to make sure you are informed that you are not bored to death by the potato salad of mainstream media corporate news. We don't put raisins in our potato salad. We put celery seeds and mustard. So look, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Ahmaud Arbery. What else could we talk about? We got to talk about Ahmaud Arbery. Everybody wants to chime in now. All of a sudden, everybody gives a shit. I've been covering Ahmaud Arbery for the last two years. Welcome to the party, Johnson. Exhausting. Uh, but okay, we're gonna cover Mont Arbor because that's our due diligence. We were covering this ship before people realized there was views in it. So we're gonna do that. We're also we're also going to debunk a freaking myth out there about this guy named Andrew Coffee. Andrew Coffee, have have you been cornered by conservatives about this yet? About this guy? Well, I'm going to help you out, and I'm going to bring some of you up to speed, <clears throat> because you may not have heard this. So we're going to get to that and a whole lot more before we do that. Before we do that, <clears throat> I 
Duh. Check. Cut the check. Some of you may have noticed I'm wearing a no Joe button. This no Joe button has been with me, a whole box of them. Over 2,000 buttons were ordered on my show back during the 2020 election. I did not want Joe Biden. <clears throat> I did not want Joe Biden so badly that I sent all my viewers no Joe buttons who sent me their addresses. I decided to break back out this no Joe button because. Well, I ain't re-electing his ass in 2024 unless he does something specifically for black folks. That's right, Joe Biden. If you want me to take off this no Joe button, you got to commit to do something for black people. You're doing it for the Native Americans, the indigenous people. I respect it. You're doing it for the Asian Americans. I respect that, too. But you got to do something for black folks because without us, your ass wouldn't be in office. How hard is that to ask for? So we stopped asking. We demanded. All right. So now that we're clear here, I'm supporting reparations and the black agenda. Can we move on? The Ahmaud Arbery case came to a, an end today as far as the uh, actual convention, conviction part of it. The three men involved in the murder and the lynching of Ahmaud Arbery back in February of 2020 have been convicted, all, all of them convicted, for their acts in the heinous murder of this young man. Now, folks, let, let's get to this. Uh, Travis, Travis McMichael was the one who fa fired the fatal shots at Ahmaud Arbery that day while he was jogging, suspecting him of a burglary that he had no evidence of. But his father, Greg McMichael, and their friend, William Roddy Bryan, who doesn't get enough credit, because without him, they may not have been able to actually catch up with Ahmaud Arbery. All of them were convicted of murder, felony murder. But Travis was given, given a special blend of felony murder with malice. What's important to note is that all three men could face as much as 30 years in prison. So, folks, this has been a long time coming, this conviction. The mother of Ahmaud Arbery, Wanda Cooper, said she never thought this day would come. It seemed impossible. She almost could not believe it. Remember, folks, this took place in February 2020. The McMichaels weren't arrested until May. Until May, months later, they were arrested. Took a long time. And the part of them being arrested was some film that was leaked. Now, I know a lot of people, we're going to get to the film leaking and all of that stuff, but I want everyone to take this in for a moment and realize, yes, this is a good thing that we got a conviction in this case. I'd like to know how it could go any other way if this country has any semblance of justice. Once again, it was all on tape. Once again, this young man had no weapons. Once again, he was not convicting, not committing a felony. Trespassing is not a felony. The defense was inept, horrible, and stupid. And not to mention very racist. I'm very happy to see that they did not get rewarded for their racist tactics against Ahmaud Arbery. 
being as the Maude Arbery didn't have a lengthy jacket that they could ex- that they could uh, bastardize and misuse in order to paint a false narrative about a Maude Arbery, they stooped so low as to go on a weird foot fetish about toenails. Very weird shit. And with the mother in the courtroom. The, uh, the trial also had some extra doses of racism in it, including the fact there were there was only one black person on the jury. Very surgically removed all black people from the jury, even though this crime occurred in a neighborhood in a, in a county that is 25% black. Weird, right? Also, we had a situation where a defense attorney named Goff for William Bryan, William Bryan kept ushering in this notion that he could get a mistrial for things as innocuous as who was in the courtroom at the time of the proceedings. Yeah, that's what he won a mistrial over. Al Sharpton's here. I'm so glad the judge threw that shit out like a baseball going to hell. And he didn't try it just once. He tried it like three times. Oh, my God. Reverend Barber's here. Oh, my God. His, Ahmad's father's here. How many black people are going to show up? Oh, his mother's here. Yes, right. Ahmad Arbery had support in the courtroom. But he was all trying to lay this foundation that the jury would be so intimidated by the presence of black people that they could not do their jobs. Well, they came back with a verdict in less than 10 hours. That's right, it only took them 10 hours to come back. And I was sitting here watching this whole thing thinking, the longer this takes, the worse I feel about it. I guess at some point, the the jurors may give us a peek inside to find out why it took so long. But I was expecting them to do like a revolving door, walk in the store and come right back. As if they forgot their mask in their car. That's how quick I expected them to do this. I, I, I saw it going the other way once I looked at all the evidence. Of course, we got our bigots and our assholes online who want to depict it a different way. Maybe Ahmaud Arbery had other intentions when he went into the construction site that had no door and no windows on it. An empty building. Maybe he wanted to carry around some cinder blocks in his bare hands. I mean, all of the fantastic, stereotypical nonsense, bullshit, bastardized, racist nonsense that they pulled out of their ass to try to get a, to try to throw the conviction. I'm glad it did not work. I'm glad they saw through it. The jury deserves our respect and acknowledgement. So fine, guys. I don't want you to be happy, though. Don't be happy. Now I know my punk ass uh, 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 deniers of racism. I'm going to say Tim Black's race baby. We like our niggas happy, Johnson. Oh, we want our Negroes to be happy. See? We gave you these gifts on the platter. They'll make Michaels, who nobody wants. This guy, this goofy, corny, Roddy, William Roddy. In fact, if it wasn't for William Roddy, who should be, he actually, he should be our best friend. Our best friend is a bigot. And stupidly and clumsily is the only reason why we actually have a conviction. Because if it were not for that tape, we would not have had that tape leak. 
and we would not have a conviction right now. I'm positive of that. But they're going to say, Tim Black, why are you being so negative? Take this gift that is given to you by white America and, and rejoice, brother. It proves we have no racism. It proves our system works. Oh, Lord, hallelujah. In the space of the set of five days space, we have Kyle Rittenhouse found not guilty and these people found guilty, whoever they are. See, Ahmaud Arbery's case got very little media attention. Everyone was focused on Kyle Rittenhouse. I know because that covered them both. From bail to bail. Now, folks, when I tell you don't be excited about this, it's because I'm looking out for us. I'm looking out for black folks. That's what I'm looking out for. And I want you to know, this case, they did everything they could to prevent this shit from being the outcome that you now have. There was a strategic, systemic ploy to keep this case from going to trial. Not only to keep it from going to trial, but to never even have these guys arrested. Yes. So, we cannot take our eye off the ball and think, oh, this means that people treat us like human beings, that our lives matter. Well, if our lives matter, would it have taken months before we brought charges or arrested the, the McMichaels? I mean, they had the film automatically right away. William walked in showing the film like, hey. They didn't think they would get arrested, let alone convicted. So they brought the film as a way to exonerate themselves. See, look, DA, this is what happened. This is what we had to do. We can't have Negroes running through our neighborhood. See, he ran at me. I had to kill him. I had to get it on. They thought that the tape exonerated them. And it did. It did exonerate them. There's a district attorney or a former district attorney by the name of Jackie Johnson. Jackie Johnson, a white woman. Brunswick DA. 10 years. Friends with Greg McMichaels. Refused. That don't refuse, refuse to charge uh, Travis McMichael, the shooter. But she told police officers not to arrest them. She has now been she's now been indicted and will face charges herself. Folks, after seeing the tape, these officials saw no reason to arrest, even arrest the McMichaels for any charge, let alone murder. Let me make sure people get this. After they saw the tape. After the prosecutors and the DA saw the tape, the film, the same film we're using now, the same film, the same film that got a conviction, they decided there's no reason to bring charges. Don't arrest these guys. They did nothing wrong. They agreed with the actions taken by the McMichaels and Bryan. They stated their claim, their, their, their careers on it. So while we have people buzzing in our ears, telling us how happy we should be, we have got this conviction not through their help, not through the officials there in Brunswick, but in spite of the officials there in Brunswick. The reason why we have this conviction is because someone leaked these tapes online, and those leaking of those tapes caused us 
us to get involved, us to protest, us to make noise. That's why you have this conviction. Now do you see why I'm concerned about the Rittenhouse ruling? If it wasn't for us making noise in the streets, making noise everywhere we could, we do not have this case going to trial. We do not have these guys arrested. This is a perfect scenario of that Scooby-Doo shit. Well, I would have got away with it if it wasn't for those meddling kids. So we need the kids to keep meddling because the kids meddling is what got us this conviction. Too many white people and a lot of dumb, cooling-ass black people want to make this about how evolved we are. It's not evolved if you have to be forced to do it. Hey, man, if you never take your wife out for dinner, you don't rub her feet, you never clean a dish, and then you finally resort to doing it once, she's, once you find another number in her hand or in her purse or she's leaving your ass, all of a sudden, you catch religion and decide, baby, you can take her out. It don't really mean the same thing, does it? And what happens when you do something like that? Well, you know, when you do something for disingenuous reasons, when you're only doing the thing you should have already done because your back is against the wall and you might lose something, or you're ashamed of yourselves, or you're trying to hold on to your place, well, she leaves you anyway, doesn't she? Yeah, she leaves you anyway, because no one likes disingenuous assholes. No one likes somebody doing something just because they think they have to do it. That's what happened in this case. America backed its way into Justice Johnson, and that is nothing to celebrate. So for all of you out there who are trying to make this the evil Tim Black, and you know what? It's fine. You know what? It's fine if you think I'm the evil one. If you want to say I'm divisive. Because if you hate me, if you're pissed off at me, if you dislike me, if I enrage you, that's only because I'm doing my motherfucking job. Because your comfortability is causing the death of my people. Your comfortability, your ability, ability to stay comatose in your suburban bubble, in your white bubble with white fragility, your nonsense beliefs of patriot America, your nationalism, your apple pie, your American baseball bullshit, only results in the death of us. You don't, you don't mind us dying. You just want us to be quiet about it. You don't mind cops getting away with murder. You just want us to shut up and not break windows. You want to make sure the target doesn't get any damage. So guys, folks, Tim Black's Wolfpack, all my Johnsons, don't give them this. They don't deserve it. And don't you be loads of sleep. Don't you fall into the trap of believing it's all good. This ain't all good, Johnson. They only did this shit because they had to. They only did it because we fought for it. And if we want them to continue to do it, we got to continue to fight for it. Don't be one of those morons that think everything's all good and we're post-racial because Obama got elected. You know, there's even some politicians out there that are saying, oh, see, America's not racist. Yeah, not to you, maybe. You're a white woman. Tulsi Gabbard, you're a white woman with a, with, a, with a pineapple. 
Hey, maybe not to you. But to the rest of us, try and be in Tim Black Black. See how far you go. See how much you can say shit through life talking about this is not a racist country. Is every individual person racist? No. But we're all, even black people, are tainted by the environment that we live in that has this hierarchy of race. None of us can escape it. It's not our fault. It's the country that we're born into. It's the, it's the racial politics of this nation. But we all have to fight to combat it. To combat it. What we don't need to do is what we don't need is people like Tulsi Gabbard making stupid statements in order to appease and project yourself into our conservative fan base. If you're a Republican, just say it and go over there. Stop virtual signaling and just get over there. Tucker. A lot of people, a lot of my viewers right now, my black viewers are like, who the hell is Tulsi Gabbard? No one. I want you to keep this in the back of your head when the people are saying to you how great America is because of this conviction. Recognize. Extraordinary, event, extraordinary events have to take place in order for us to get convictions on officers. Take, for instance, George Floyd. We ended up a conviction with George Floyd, and that's great. Derek Chauvin went to jail. Look how long it took. Look what it took. It took a high school girl to film this shit, to put it on the internet. Everyone lied about it. They said George Floyd had an incident, an episode. That's what they call it. Wow, that's a strange episode when someone puts their knee on your neck for almost nine minutes. What an episode. All of that left out of the report. And that was going to fly, Johnson. Once again, it took an extraordinary amount of pressure from us, from protesters, from people that gave a damn, from people getting involved, for them to bring those charges. Laquan McDonald, how many people remember this case in Chicago? 17-year-old kid, shot 16 times. Piece of shit. Piece of shit cop Jason Van Dyke shoots Laquan McDonald 16 times. 14 of those shots why Laquan McDonald lay on the concrete, feet away, with a pocket knife, in the fetal position. <clears throat> he shot way more than 15 times, than 17 times, 16 times. Some of the bullets just bounced off the concrete. That's how close they were. There was an elaborate cover-up. In fact, Van Dyke, who was sentenced to only six years and nine months, was the ringleader in a 16-person cover-up. 16 officers, and some of them supervisors, took part in covering up and hiding evidence, deleting witness testimony, hiding film of the action. Spontaneously, all of the body cameras are cut off. Several body cameras don't work. I'm out function of the audio. I'm out function of the video. America's not racist. Hey, it's poor people, and black people are the poorest people in the country. Black American men are two and a half times more likely to be shot by cops. To be killed by cops. 
black people are fatally shot by police twice as likely as white people or twice as likely to be killed by cops, of course. But, oh, here's the statistic. Here's the one I want. Black people fatally shot by police are twice as likely as white people to be unarmed. Now, that's a horrific statistic. We're twice as likely, we're two, time, two and a half times more likely to be shot, but we're twice as likely not to have a weapon when we're shot. But we're not a racist country. What we do have, Tulsi Gabbard, are racist institutions that practice racism and use racism and bias when they deal with us. Now, I don't know if you want to split atoms, mince words, get out dictionaries and compare who's got the most synonyms and adverbs, but at the end of the day, I'm going to call that shit racist. White officers dispatched to black neighborhoods. White officers dispatched to black neighborhoods fired their guns five times more often than black officers dispatched for the same calls to the same neighborhoods. I just learned that statistic today. I just looked that one up. That one jumped out at me. Wow, that says it all, doesn't it? I'm sure Tulsi Gabbard and the Jimmy Snore fans and all the corny bastards on Tucker Carlson and Ben Shapiro and Candace Slowens, they're all going to come up with a different reason for that. They're going to tell you something like, well, the white guys sense danger. They're so much more intelligent. Isn't that right, Larry Elder? Author of the book, Black Men Are Stupid. <laughs> that white people said, why don't you vote for him? I don't know. Would you vote for a white guy who had a book called White Men Are Stupid? So, all this talk about what's racism and what's not racism, if you want to call it something else, call it something else. I don't give a shit. The outcomes that we're seeing in our criminal justice system are horrific and they over overly and disproportionately impact us in a negative way, resulting in dead black people. I'm not saying don't be happy about Ahmaud Arbery getting some form of justice. What I'm telling you, this ain't enough. This ain't enough and it don't stop, Johnson. It don't stop, like P. Diddy. It don't stop. So we gotta keep going. Don't give up the fight because this shit is real in the field. While you're at it, cut the check. Now, before I let you go, I want to dispel a myth here because I've had too many people say this without giving me the full context. Now I'm realizing that some of those people are not maybe liars. They're just totally uninformed. I keep hearing this story about this black man by the name of Andrew Coffey. Andrew Coffey is name. Young man who recently was found not guilty of murder after shooting at police. People are using this story of Andrew Coffey to put it as a, I don't know, some type of a disclaimer that, race, that America does, is not racist. And see, Kyle Rittenhouse was found out guilty of murder. So was a black man found out guilty of murder. Same thing. A black guy doesn't get, <clears throat> he's found out guilty. A white man's not found guilty. What's the problem? Well, the problem is these cases are not alike at all. 
Ninety percent of this case is totally different. The only thing, the only thing that is similar in this case is that they were found out guilty of murder. But this does not prove your point about black people getting treated like white people, or that a black person could get treated like Kyle Rittenhouse, folks. Please allow me to read this so I get this right, so that you are not misinformed. After consulting multiple resources, this is what I was able to obtain. In 2017, a SWAT team broke into a residence where Coffee was staying or residing. He had other family members in the house. The police did not announce their identity. A startled Coffee grabs his gun and fires two to three shots in what he thought were intruders or robbers. Cops is who they turned out to be. They returned dozens of shots, a dozen shots or more, 10 of which struck and killed Coffee's girlfriend, Alteria. Prosecutors charged Coffee with the murder of his girlfriend, alleging if Coffee had not fired at them, they would have not fired at him, which resulted in the death of Alteria. So it's important to note here, Coffee shot at intruders who did not tell you who they were. Who does this case remind you of? Breonna Taylor, Kenneth Walker, of course. But no, they want to misapply it to Kyle Rittenhouse just because, well, they got nothing else better to do and they need a reason to tell us that we're, ga- that we're foolish. Yeah, they want to gaslight us with a straw man case that has nothing to do with it. So the court cleared the SWAT members of any wrongdoing, leaving Andrew Coffey as the only one serving standing trial for the murder of Alteria. Pause. The Andrew Coffey story is more similar to the Breonna Taylor, Kenneth Walker story. Not the Kyle Rittenhouse story. Kenneth Walker unknowingly fired one shot at Louisiana, Louisville, I'm sorry, Louisville police officers who entered his home unannounced. Police in return fired 32 shots, hitting Breonna Taylor, killing her. Right? The only similarity between Rittenhouse and Coffee is they were both found not guilty of murder. However, there are huge differences in the case. The biggest being Rittenhouse actually shot three people killed two. Coffee killed no one and shot no one. He hit nothing. It's also important to mention, Coffee was also found guilty of possession of a firearm while being a felon, which means he could be sentenced to as much as 30 years in prison. Another tidbit they leave out. Uh, we can let him go on this and on that, but we got him on the gun charge. So, you know, the same type of gun charge, well, a gun charge, that would have caught Kyle Rittenhouse up, but they decided to throw it out. How convenient. But yes, Coffee is a convicted felon, so it's a heavy charge for a felon to have a gun. And fired said gun. So anyway, the bottom line is, the Coffee case has nothing to do with the Kyle Rittenhouse case. Stop using it to prop up this Kyle Rittenhouse verdict. Be happy Kyle Rittenhouse, you know, did not get convicted. He's a free man. He was just on Fox News. I saw a picture of him hanging out with Trump. Just like he wanted on his TikTok profile, he is a star, bruh. Yeah, 
He said he wanted to be a star, and by the help of all you fuckheads, he's now a, now a star. But don't tell me I gotta like it, and don't tell me he's so innocent, and don't tell me he's a hero. Fuck you. You know who a hero is? Whoever leaked that tape of the McMichaels and Brian killing Ahmaud Arbery. That's a hero. I'm done with you. I'm Tim Black. Find me as real Tim Black on Facebook and Twitter. Find me at Tim Black and I on Instagram. Remember, this is a podcast as well. So if you ain't got time to watch it, you don't want to see my ugly mug, fine. Watch the podcast or listen to the podcast. Go to TimBlackPause.com. Become a member of this. Ain't nobody else telling it like this. I don't kiss ass. Fuck that. We're here to fight for what's ours. Fight for a country we want. If we want it, we got to fight for it. They're going to give us to us. We got to make this happen. That's what I'm trying to do. Spread awareness and feel the fight. Shout out to everybody out there fighting for the same shit I'm fighting for. Solidarity. Until we talk again. Happy Turkey Day. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving to my brothers and sisters out there. Thank you so much. Enjoy your holiday. I'll see you soon. My bad. I forget there's a holiday coming out. Peace. I'm going to help cook. Here I come.